audio. There we go. Well, good morning, good morning. We are here yet another day to have yet another convo about things that we've been thinking about and talking about and uh, that we thought we should bring to the masses to have a larger conversation. Um, so Stormy and I have been talking for the last uh, week about things to discuss and we had a couple different options actually, but we decided to talk about black women and white husbands or partners or even long-term serious relationships. And uh, because here in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of my show is kind of directed to the Pacific Northwest issues. And so I want to put that out there for, at first because I think that sometimes um, people like take the information and they put it to their very personal space, which I think is good most of the time. But in this situation, I think we need to like understand that this is a this is where up here for me in the Pacific Northwest is like the exposure to other cultures is just very very nil, and so I think that this has to be said out loud. <laughs> um, so this experience is from my own personal experience, and of course, uh, um, Stormy is married to a wonderful man who is white. Um, I am not longer married, um, but I was married to a man who is white as well, and uh, I think our juxtaposed positions are um, are really good for good conversation um, and for what we were talking about. So uh, with all that, Stormy, what's up? Hey, oh, I've, I've been with my partner for six, seven, uh, about six years. We've been knowing each other for about ten, ten years. Um, and I've been married for March, April, May, uh, four months. Four months. I went to the wedding. It was so beautiful. Oh, my God. I was shocked when you came down the aisle. I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was expecting it to be beautiful, but I wasn't expecting it to be like, balam. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so good. Well, you know, Westside got to show off. Girl, know. I was like, wow. It was really impressive. I mean, you know, everyone's beautiful on their wedding day, but girl, you showed it up. I loved it. It was beautiful. You were actually Thank sparkling you. from head to toe. <laughs> like, actually sparkling. I was sparkling, wasn't it? It was like a sparkle veil coming down the aisle. It was. It was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous in gold. It was gorgeous. Um, Yeah, I had a a good time. I mean, um, having that event, um, you know, like being in the relationship for so long, you you have your friends, he has his friends, and then, you know, you create new friends on the way. Right. Um, Me not having family direct family here having them all come out i mean it wasn't everybody but it was at least 30 folks you know what i mean yeah and having them come out and having the experience of blending the cultures together for one event worked out pretty well there wasn't any arguments did nobody get checked one nobody slapped up like it just <laughs> You know, sometimes you're like, okay, well, you know, like, I don't think majority of the white friends and family members, new family members that I had there has probably ever been in a room with that many black people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, something to notice because um, that's one thing that when you're living away from family, like you're over here and uh, they are... 
you know, back in Chicago. So they're not actually seeing your um, your pre-existing condition. The pre-existing condition. <laughs> Like your, your, the way you guys coexist, the way that you guys have, have found your balance in the relationship, because that's what we're uh, ultimately talking about is how do you become, how do you get to a place where there's actual, like actual mutual respect and the work has been done to respect each other's differences. And when your family just gets slapped in, in the, at the wedding, it, I mean, I know they've met him before, but like to have everybody in one room, you kind of like, okay, because everyone hasn't gone on the journey that you guys have gone on to get to that place. Correct. Yeah. Um, Correct. Yeah, and so you, you're looking for best behavior, please. And everybody generally is, of course, at your wedding, right? <laughs> right, but I mean, even even overall, even overall, just within our relationship, you know, and like going out there in the world and traveling and stuff, like, it's usually not the black folks that got the issue. B- point? Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Yeah. Yeah, you know, so, you get the head, you get the head nods, you get the head nods and the stare. But we are more back to be us being more accepting. Yeah, it's usually just like, hey, what's up? Cool, you doing you? You know what I mean? Right. And he is ultimately his authentic self, so it's not like he's trying to be anybody else but himself. And that's where the respect level lies. On the other end, it's like white Americans or just in general those people. They always want to stare too hard. They want to make sure that everything we order is late. You know, they checking us out to the point yeah. that he has to check them. In whatever way the white man checks, he's checking them, you know. And yeah. it seems like when we go places, I'm noticing that more. So even even, even at my event, you know, in back of my head, I'm like, okay, I'm hoping these people ain't going to say nothing crazy. Right, right, right. <laughs> so my family ain't, ain't going to let it slip. They'll pull you off in the corner and, and, and jack you up now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you better keep it cool. They better keep it together. And sure enough, they did. You know, of course, like, we don't be caring. Like, this is a party. We going to party. If you're not partying, then shame on you type thing. You right, get right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my issue was not what my concerns was not there my family's reaction because you know like we live in a white society anyone in america you know what i mean so it's like it's like you know and and we okay with showing our culture that has never been an issue you know what i mean right so it was just the reaction of everyone else you know and and how they deal with it you know so it was a very um ethnic wedding yes okay so, okay, so black women, white men, um, I think we want to, I want to go back to how this first starts. We're not, I'm not charging that for some reason it doesn't work out very well um, to date or marry or have long-term partners uh, as a black woman with people who are not of your race. That's not what I'm saying at all. I think what I'm getting at is that in order to respect, in order to really connect um, with black folks and black women, particularly because I'm a black woman, I'm not going to speak for black men. Um, and Stormy is a black woman, so she's not going to speak for black men either. But that we, that you have, that in order to make an authentic and have an authentic connection where we feel safe and heard and actually um, 
comparatively listened to, there's, there's some extra work that has to go down because of the way we live in this society in the, in the United States um, and the way that white folks have privilege in this society and black folks do not. And so if you're combined in a relationship with someone who, is, who experiences privilege but doesn't recognize that they experience privilege, ultimately the person who does not experience privilege is going to have to compromise themselves in some way to, to have that, that relationship feel authentic. I don't think that it necessarily is authentic. What do you think about that, Stormy? Um, I, I think, well, a lot of things you said is right. There is a lot of extra work that needs to happen. And, and generally in any uh, two cultural relationships, you know, where there's two separate cultures um, and the privilege, understanding privilege and white privilege is uh, the the foremost <laughs> important thing yeah. I believe when a deal when in relationships with someone from another culture like once they understand what right privilege is and the structural box that the world has put the white man in then mm -hmm. they can step back from it and mm -hmm. choose whether to be in the box or not right 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 that's a huge undertaking. I mean, we talk about people all day long. We talk about, you know, on our show all the time about white privilege and how white privilege people cannot, it's like asking a fish to describe the water. They really, they have, white folks have a really hard time um, understanding where, how they're benefiting uh, from being white. They, they don't understand, you know, uh, they really have a hard time like, understanding that it's not really a choice, that, that the whole system has been set up that way for them. And so for them to um, deprogram that from their mind or actually at least just recognize how they benefit from it is a way that I think um, is, is really complicated and really a long, long struggle. So I, I have a, like, when I think about, like, if we're going out, right, and uh -huh. we're meeting some guys and we're in Eugene, I'm almost positive, I'm going to say 99.5% positive that these black, these white men have no idea about anything relative about the real sort, the real issues around black women. So with that being said, that is a centerpiece of my reality. Okay. So I guess what we're asking, I guess for the black woman, it would be really how much does that mean to you? How much does what mean? <laughs> how exactly. much does it mean that they understand your your position in, in your reality? How much, what does it mean to you that they really do get that part of your, of your everyday life? Because some black women are like, that's my issues. It doesn't, it's not really, he doesn't, he or she doesn't have to even deal in that. Those, that's what I do. Like I, he, we, me and him are, are us together in the house, and then I'm me outside the house. And so there's this like separation of that importance for them. Uh, that it doesn't. It's not like it's not forefront. You know, they're they're seeing, and I'm and I'm trying not to roll my eyes with this because it, it just bothers me. But they're seeing like the love is more important than the the reality of your everyday life and understanding. I don't. I can't bridge those very well. Well, well, I mean, historically, historically, the white man and the black woman, even from beyond, or, or I won't say historically, I would say, um, you know, the stereotypes historically yeah. for 
those types of relationships is pretty much that the white man is eager to have the juicy black meat type thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm only with her because of her voluptuousness, not because of her mind. That is the stereotype that has been put upon us historically. Right, right. The over-sexualized black body. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, like, you know, you, you, you can have some, but you can't marry them type thing. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can get some and, and, and make sure you get the check mark, you know, like it's a bucket list, you right, know, but, right. but don't hold on to it too much, you know. And then on top of that, if it's not that stereotype for white men who um, who are not doing the work, but are, are like uh, attracted or drawn to this exo- exoticism that black women have for them, like kind of to your point, where it's not really about the intellectualism, it's not really about their heart, their, uh, or our um, uh, reality, it's not about our soul, it's not about the beauty within, it's really about the exoticism of, like you said, a check mark of like big booties, brown skin, you know, uh, and then uh, hair that probably isn't, you know, really kinky but you know they have that that like brown body on the beach idea in their head and it's not really even a, like black women you know it's just this like picturesque idea of the over sexualized brown body that has really no connection to actual black women yeah it's, uh, yep yep and the only connection is is that it's something they can't have so therefore they're going after i remember i used to do uh intramural uh, uh kickball right mm-hmm and uh, I remember one guy, he went away to South America at some point, and he came back. You know, he's going to get in touch with his roots, but he is a white Mexican or white South American, okay? Right. And, and so he came back and said, Stormy, how do I get a black woman? I looked at him and said, that's really racist. <laughs> if you're just looking at the color, then you're going to have an issue. It doesn't seem like you can get any woman. Okay, that's the truth. Like that's what you're looking like. So, so what was that your answer to him? Yes, that was my answer. Because really, and really, when it comes down to it, I had to think about it a lot. It's like, oh, this motherfucker. You know, like <laughs> the fact, the fact that he's like, well, I have all of this stuff that America says that I'm great. So therefore, any black woman will want to have me because I'm the ultimate, you know, white man of America. You know, and it's right. like. Instead of looking at us like women and like, you know, instead of looking at us like anybody that that deserves respect and admiration and and just really like attention, you know, um, uh, care, all of those things. He's going to ask, what do I got to do? <laughs> Pretty much. And it's just like, if you ask him what I got to do, you're never going to get one of us. Yeah, right, right. So I wonder, um, okay, so with that being said, like we're talking about... Um, that idea of when, once we do, once someone is, is is having a conversation, I guess we're going to talk about from the from the, the position that we do care that that they give our history and our reality and how we have to walk through this world um, uh, a second thought. Like you know, I mean, sometimes it's like whatever you know the hookup stage where maybe that's not necessary. Like maybe you're not really caring about that. You don't even need to know what who he is, what his name, like whatever. Like you're like okay, that's fine, thank you, goodbye. That happens. But at the same time, maybe it just is where they, that uh, as it, as it goes on, and the relationship wants to be 
wants to continue into a, ser a more serious relationship, at that point, um, we're talking about how they have to face their, their whiteness and their privilege. Now, that's not something. Now, do you think that that's something that they need to do that you are asking them to do, or is this for you to maintain a relationship with this person that they are like, I, I want, I need to be doing this, or I have already done this? Um, I, that is something that I, I, I need them to already have that. The they need to already be working on that two. before they come. <laughs> yes. Because other than that, it's racist, right? Like you're you're dealing with a diet racist if dude. If he's like, once I met a woman, now I feel value for you. Maybe I should know more about you now. Like, you don't know anything about black folks before you met me, and now because you met me and you, it's like, cause some people want to romanticize that. That is not healthy. That's not healthy. They're not looking at you in a healthy way. You know? No, they're looking at you as a token and something to help their ego as well as being like, oh, I felt really bad for him. But really, they should be like, wow, you guys are the most amazing people human on the earth. You are the beginning of the beginning. Right. Right. And this is not something that, that, that drives their ego. It's not something that, that is like, um, I want to know more about Mexican women, so I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish. That's nice. But that doesn't, that's not really, like, pe that people will find, Mexican folks will look at that going, yeah, he spoke Spanish so he can get some more Spanish booty. That, it doesn't actually, like, connect to giving a damn. You know? <laughs> you know, no, about Because what language you gonna learn for us? Right, well, the truth of it is, is that our, our existence and our experience is totally inter interconnected to their, to their privilege. Absolutely. So it's a response to their privilege. Right. So that means like that if you don't understand how they see that, then then you don't really understand how they're how they're relating to you. Cause we could start talking about white savior issues. You know what I mean? The white savior, um, if that idea that you know that actually you know what you and I were talking about it when you were saying how white men uh, in particular are raised in white culture to be a savior for white women. Right? Like, I'm going to call it out. 
I will call out the the racism that's happening before us. I will call it in movies. I'm sitting there with my partner. I'm calling it out. You know what I mean? I'm getting. Well, <laughs> I'm we're gonna get there. Of the apes with the movement of black people in America. You know, and he's just looking at me. But you know, because what can he really say in regards to it? The only thing that he can do, and I respect him doing, is giving me that space to let it go. But we're going to get there because the, the, you guys, that's a very advanced place. And I'm saying that's an advanced place because the experience that I know is that when black women are with white men who are not um, solid, solidly in their, in their, on their two feet, like they're not grounded in the idea that being black, being loud, being, uh, you know, body big, hair big, voice big mind big, like all those things um, are still being worked out. Here in the Pacific Northwest, that's a big issue. I think across, I think across the states, um, when you don't have black community, I say it almost every single show, um, we, we tend to learn to, to make ourselves smaller as to not, to not um, uh, scare white folks off or to be more palatable to their, to their acceptance so that we can work. So that we can pay our bills, so that we can do all of that, you know. So, yeah. so the truth of it is, is that when when black women are, are compromising just to go from their day to day, and then they meet a white man, that com- when does that compromising stop? Because at that point, um, you're trying to go to an intimate relationship with someone. So that when you come home and you're taking your hair down and you're taking your bra off, you need to be able to take that voice off and be able to be who you are. And we all know who black, all of us black folks know. When we go to when we go out and when we come back in, um, and so the differences between those two. So if you're if you're at home with someone who doesn't understand those differences, I don't know how that's authentic. So when I don't you're know not, how it's authentic either. I agree. And why are you with that person? That is, you're going back to like not being grounded in yourself. If someone is always compromised when they step out of their house and they got to put on all them really heavy ass masks, you got to put it on. Don't you want to be able to take it off when you get home? But I, I think that's exactly right. And the idea of it is, is that these folks that, that refuse to understand that being black is quite all right and that in a very healthy relationship, a person should, you shouldn't even have to discuss it. It should be accepted and, and encouraged and loved on and nothing special about it because it is who you are at your core. But that's a very healthy relationship. And I got to say, most relationships that are happening aren't actually healthy. So when you're able to say, I really love this person and I'm going to work with this person. I'm going to teach him. I'm going to teach her. I, I, I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. Before you say something, okay, all please. relationships are about teaching, no matter what they look like. True. Yes. It's all about teaching. It's all about, but you also like as black women, we ain't trying to teach everybody everything. And you also want a man to come with some learnt abilities already. Well, I think in this situation, if they don't come with the learnt abilities, you are actually trying to convert a racist into somebody that, that can see you as a whole person. Oh, I, I'm a girl. I mean, oh, that, <laughs> that's oh, what I, I mean. I'm like, you, you, you talking you, for real because, I mean, the converting of the racist is like, yeah. I mean, you can, you can struggle in all your life trying to get somebody to explain the, the damn checklist you and that is that's too much work that's it's and it's not 
the thing about it is it goes right back to like you know me i'm a skeptic i'm like why, why are you looking over here why why are you why are you interested in me when you have no interest in me like in my community and where i come from but you looking at me like you real interested i'd like to know why like okay if you're just trying to see some real booty then that's that's not what i'm here for that's not built what we're going to build relationship on i'm not about to be your token at the family reunion saying look i'm not racist i have a black wife that happens and people are sitting there like, like, well, he and I got something special, but you and I, but you can't, you can't go to his family union without being, you know, having people up against your back. And he's not saying anything. He's going, baby, it's okay. That's just how they are. That's just how they are. You know? No, that's how you are too. Like, I mean, you gotta. It is how you are too. And you know, the, the, the best part about it is going back into the strength. And even if you're a black woman and you ain't got strength, it's okay to fake it because they expect for you to have it. And at that point, you step up and be like, I know how y'all are in their face. Because ultimately, you're going to die alone. And you just be like, you know, that was really racist, uncle. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, well, I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. That's not how it is by my family. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I'm personally. I am loud, I am boisterous, I say what I mean, but everybody in my family, as strong as they are, they got it together. They they know how to say the words very, right. you know, very gracefully. They're not as, um, as, as expressional as I am. Mm-hmm, expressive, yeah. You know what I mean? But it doesn't take away from their blackness. You get what I mean? Absolutely. Even, even to the point that it's like, okay. Well, you know, they they kind of laugh at me because they're like, "Okay, Stormy, well, you're married to a you're married to a, a a white man. So at what point are you gonna stop talking about race?" <laughs> no, it doesn't ever stop. What do you mean? And I was like, you know, never stop because you know it's it's us. We understand it, but when we go out there in the world, like they gonna get it too. I'm, right. You know, it's not gonna disrespect what I got and what we've worked on for our love. And you're gonna transcend it into something that's evil and wrong and tokenized. You're not about to do that, and I will call you out. And the thing about this, and I want to, I want to say real quick so people can understand. Um, <clears throat> she, Stormy, like I said at the beginning, is married to a white man who I like. Their relationship to me, and I've told you this before. I am in awe of their relationship, and I'm talking awe with a big old mouth, like awe. Like I have never seen a white dude ever um be as like cool <laughs> and like accept another person so wholeheartedly and she is absolutely different than he is like i don't see where stormy has compromised like she said she's loud she's boisterous she'll call you out she's she's black she she uh, her hair is black her body is black her skin is black she ain't apologizing for her blackness and emerson he's standing right next to her like yeah <laughs> and more than yeah he's like before she steps in he's all he's blackity black black without losing the fact that he's white we you know he doesn't he's not performative in any way he is a white dude who loves black people you know what I mean? <laughs> on a real level. Like, he doesn't love black people because they make good music and they can dance. He loves the history. He loves the pain. He, he is there for the struggle. He's in the front line. He loves his woman 110%. And that is why I look at this relationship differently than any of the other relationships that I've seen in a racial, and I know a lot, because it's not, it's, there's, there's, it's just an all-encompassing acceptance. 
And um, and I say this even in my own relationship that I had, it was not like that. It just wasn't like that. There was a level of, of uh, something that I had to do to make my partner comfortable because he was generally uncomfortable with everything that was really black in my in my family. But not in like a way that was clear because clearly I wouldn't have married him if it was like, oh my gosh. Right, like right. Right, but it was very subtle, you know? And, uh, and I, it was subtle because I am used to living in Eugene kind of considering and dealing with and, and compromising on diet racism all the time. And unfortunately, I was one of those people who, who was willing to kind of go, uh, maybe it's, you know, he's not a bad person. He's like actually a really nice guy. And he loves me and he loves my kids, you know, kind of. <laughs> I mean, not kind of. It's not. It's a weird way to say it. Because I think well, my realization them, is afterwards. Yeah, the qualities of loving yes. and the reasons of loving is kind of blurred. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that um, it was blurred because, like, what we went back to was your acceptance of your whiteness and and in the intersection of somebody else's oppression. Like, you understanding what it means to be white walking around with a black woman in a real sense. Uh, needs to not be something that you're doing for the person that you're with. It needs to be something that you do because you're not racist, you know? Right, and you respect and absolutely love this human that you're with. Yes, and to love someone who walks through the world in a state of, of, of like, defense. Yes. yes, you know, it's like that quality, that, that, that state of, of that is like, you don't understand it's not necessary that you have to be the one like i said that white savior thing you don't have to be go put your defenses down you need to understand why her defenses are up you know you need to understand why she's moving through the world like that and when she comes home she doesn't have to do that anymore but if you don't understand it and you think there's an issue with it you're really talking about her you know and how she goes through the world you're judging her exist her existence and that doesn't make any sense because it, it just is making it more comfortable to your whiteness. You're living in the world around your whiteness versus her experience. And when you love someone, that's just not fair, right? No, it's not there. You know, it's easy to be comfortable. You know, the hard part is being uncomfortable. But when you're uncomfortable, that means you're evolving. Uh, and I think a lot of people with what you're just saying now, that, that uncomfortableness, that necessary to be pro-black, and can you still be like white and be pro-black? Do you realize that's like one of the most racist things I've ever heard? Like, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, it's like for real. You think well, being pro-black takes away from your about, whiteness? When I think about pro-black, I think about freedom. I think about happiness. I think about expression. And when I think about pro-white, I think about anger. I think about killing. I think about, you know, it's yeah. the opposite thing personally when I think about it. I'm like, ooh, you're pro-white. Right, ooh. right. Like, let me hold on. I mean, I need to be in before the streetlights come in if you're talking about some pro-white. But if you pro-black, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> right. life is going to be great. I know it's, it's just such a different way of thinking about it. But yes, I agree. I think that. I think that people can be pro-white and pro-black. I mean, just pro-human. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Without taking away from their own culture. But the fact of the matter is, white people ain't got no culture. They've sticking, they've took 
every culture from somebody else. You know what I mean? From the Greek crawl all the way till now. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like they're confused in their own right. They don't even know what's really going on, you know? But you don't so, have to be like you don't have to be that that black I, I go to like I'm I'm switching over to like white women and black men. I don't want to do that. I want to say focus on my because I, I I don't like when I see you know the white men trying to be and I and I'm air quoting more black. What that you know being like something that's not the way that they would normally be behaving or dressing or talking if they weren't with a black person or around black women or around or around I. You can be who, be authentically who you are, and you can still be pro-black. I think white folks, because of their privilege and because of that fear uh, that's that's historically ingrained of being pro-black, means something that's being taken away from you. Um, yeah, and that's not true. You're right. That is not true. Right. It's just the liberation of the black people because we're clearly not liberated. So if you're not standing on that side, then you're definitely not standing with me. But, and therefore, there is no love. There's no intimacy that can even happen. That's good. That, the authentic and true love and intimacy. You know what I mean? Right. Because people are like, oh, he brings me flowers. We have wonderful sex. He he's so nice. He's on the phone with me for five hours. Honey, anybody can do that. That's not intimacy, right, and that's not love. The trick is, the trick is, you know, after you get past the honeymoon stage, of course it feels good when y'all doing stuff alone. But the trick is, what happens when you leave the house? Right. Right, right. Exactly. What happens when you leave the house? I remember our first trip to Chicago with me and my, before he was my partner, you know. So we hanging out with my dad, you know. My dad is uh, just a cool man. He just cool, you know. <laughs> and he told me, he says, baby, you got to watch out. And I'm not talking about watching out for everybody. You need to watch out for the white people. Because he was saying that the white men or somebody is going to attack your white husband for being with you. That was his standpoint. I've never seen that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he was like, back again, those are the people you need to watch out for. They're the ones that's going to get you while while you're alone. You know what I mean? And they're never doing it alone. They got to be in a whole squad. You know what I mean? Right. To to fight against whatever. They can't ever do anything by themselves. You know? But isn't isn't that Emerson's uh, or your, your white partner or husband, that, isn't that something that if you are pro-black to begin with, um, I'm hoping and understanding that you, you've already filtered through those people in your life. You know what I mean? Like, yes, you can't be yes, pro-black yes, yes. when so you meet a black person. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about strangers. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And at that point, it made me, my eye open up. You know what I mean? Because usually they'd be like, y'all better watch out. You know what I mean? You better watch out. And all the stories of them kidnapping us and all this stuff, right? But he's like, actually, you, you love this man? You better watch out for him. And for the first time, it, like, really hit me. And I was like, Dad, man, you're right. Like, they hate us so much that they willing to beat up their own just for being with me. To beat up their own. Yeah, to get him right, girl. He obviously slipped and bumped his head. He's with a black woman. <laughs> he obviously needs some correcting. I mean, you know, that's how they feel. They feel like they have, they lost one off the ship. Like, someone has strayed away. You know what I mean? Yep. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And, you know, so so it's like one of those things that um, uh, (laughs) it's part it's part of the sickness that is that goes on here in the United States. It's part of it. Like to think about that. 
You know, you're, you are pro-Latino. You The fact that you gotta be pro-anything because that just shows that the level of white supremacy, but the idea that you gotta be pro, apologize for being pro-black when your wife is black. And you don't have to apologize, but know that you're, you're getting consequences because of that. So, uh, so I want to go back to the to the understanding of how you are are um, when the what was I writing now? When there's equality, you know, there isn't a need to defend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were talking about the relationships within the the relationship uh, to to get to know that a person or a man in our in our uh, reality is actually pro black. Um, and it's it's one of those things. How did you how I know that you and, and your partner went on and got to know each other and got to um, over years, but like I know that you weren't really the type of person to be teaching a person, and I know that I have uh, in my own personal like straight up struggles have been uh, really working on not compromising somebody it's a boundary thing not compromising somebody else's deficiency so that they can better sit at the table with me i haven't i mean and that doesn't mean a man that's everybody like i'm like yeah they still they limping they don't get it we, we'll show it they can sit at the table like just in recent years have i decided like you can't you no you don't get it it's this is not for you just it's okay and i don't have to feel bad that i that i've cut someone up. those boundaries are better for me now it was not good earlier <laughs> in life so I'm going to say that out loud and experience that that's been part of my uh, realization for myself is that boundaries for, for that, that idea, like with what you're saying, that idea that I am, this is what I am worth, this is what I will do, this is my value, and it really is non-negotiable. And it doesn't mean anything against anyone else because my values are non-negotiable. Now that, to me, um, I know it sounds weird for that to be like, that was hard, but when you when you grow up, in a place where you are constantly defending yourself, that is something that you absolutely have to learn that your value is is non-negotiable. That's right, and it's greater than those around you. And it's greater. Yes, yes. it's not equal. Yeah, it's when, when I go through those things, when I go through those things and the compromising, you know, like I, I was a child once in a in a very what they call it diverse, but I, I would say that I'm like the first generation of the suburbia, uh, you know, integration of suburbia, and like even going through that, yeah, the compromise without really knowing because you're just so surrounded in the environment, mm -hmm. it's like confusing, you know. So do yeah, when you get older, at this point, like. My, my, the, the, the white friends that have gained and lost, you know, it comes to a point if they're asking me about my history, it's almost like they're, 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 they're like rubbing it in my face or needing me to explain or, you know what I mean? Or, or, or kind of like defiling my own cultural experience because they're asking, like they already know who I am. You know what I mean? So all I can do is like, well, there's some books. Well, which book? Well, bitch, you're going to have to figure it out on your own. You're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something. Now, so somebody here, somebody here wrote, your boundaries show your self-respect. And that is true. However, however, one thing that, that people don't understand when you are when you are the minority of a, of a, of a, a oppressive, an oppressive group, there are boundaries that um, are only you are only allowed to be there in the room 
if there are certain things you will not do. And those things are, are up to you to compromise or not. The truth of it is black folks cannot be fully ourselves and be and considered on the front line. That's why inclusion is a hot topic. Diversity is a hot topic. Uh, bringing more faces to the, to, the, uh, to the table is a hot topic. That is because those boundaries that, you're, that people are like, oh, all people should have boundaries, it shows your self-respect. It does. But for, in order for us to show up at work there, and around white folks, there are boundaries that we are crossing that we would never cross if we knew that we could keep that job. <laughs> and we could, we could bring, you know, if we could bring home our money, if we could stay alive, you know, without being shot because we're jogging down the street. There are boundaries that are not allowed for us to, so that and we can survive end, here. The other end, the world isn't set up for white people to have boundaries. So it's not really our boundaries that need to be set forth. It needs to be their boundaries. It needs to be their boundaries, right? Because and they, they don't have it. They, they can okay, cross actually, over everything. You know, that's a, that's a wrong way of thinking. Actually, that's my white fragility coming out. Actually, there's really nothing wrong with this person. I understand what they're going through. It's like, okay, if you do the checklist, you know what I mean? It's like, am I going to support this person's? you know, because they're black or because whatever they're defending, I'm on that side. You know yes, what I mean? Yes. It shouldn't just be black. And then when you're setting your boundaries as a as a black woman, it doesn't mean that you got to check them and yell at them. You can simply turn around and walk out. Right. Which is, which is how we have decided. But that's how we have decided that we can keep that boundary straight. And then have to deal with that idea of like, she just really walked up out of here. She just turned around. I was talking to her and she turned around and she walked away. I don't even oh know what God. I said. Well, you know, what is that's wrong what with Martin that? Luther King taught us. Right. So Martin Luther King taught us to turn around and walk away. You should be happy that I didn't slap the shit out of you. <laughs> oh my God. She said, you should be lucky this is not turned into an altercation. No, I mean, true, right? I mean, seriously, because For as real. soon as your boy, as soon as your comeback comes in, as soon as you have a response to what they're doing, now they're offended. And now, oh my God, and now you're crazy. And now, oh my God, is she going to attack me? I don't think I can invite her back. And, and now, I'm not, safe. Their, now I'm not safe. Right? And then now you're I'm going not to safe. Your, then you're going to your boss, and now you feel threatened because those certain words, when you go into the world, certain words get motherfuckers fired. So and, you keep, and they know the words because they are book smart. They ain't street smart. They ain't cultural smart. They're whatever is given to them. Yes. And I think that, I mean, and I don't want to put you on blast, Carol, because I agree with you. I do agree with you. Your boundaries do show your self-respect. But I want to actually understand and have that really said out loud that the, that is part of the pressure. You know, that's part of the angst that black uh, folks have is that constantly we are negotiating that boundary to live our lives, to actually just be here. So when we come to the partnership part um, and, and that kind of conversation comes from your partner, they don't understand it. You know, they don't understand it. If, they, if you're talking to your partner and they're saying, babe, babe, why don't you just like not say anything for this one damn time? <laughs> why don't you just like, Quiet down a little bit, and if you don't have the problem, it'll be better that way. And babe, all I can Not say okay. is, you know what? Do you know why the cage bird sings? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, you, do you need to read that book? I mean, I can give you books on books for, you know what I mean? It's like at some point there's going to be an explosion. Right. So it's either like talking about it and discussing it because you love the person and you're willing to respect them on an authentic level outside of yourself. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Are respect you them on an authentic level outside of yourself. Mm. So it's like, are you, are you going to be willing to just sit there being dumbfounded so you can learn? Like, are you willing to be vulnerable enough to, to, to be a part of something that you don't know? Or are you willing to know from it or just willing not to, not to attack whatever it is and be like, Oh baby, man, if you feel that way, man, I, I didn't see it like that, but okay. Right. Shoot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't tell you how to feel because what I'm not going to do, I'm not about to turn my black woman into a white woman. That's not what I'm going to do. Yes. Yes. That, that not about to turn. It's not about turning her in or him into anything else than what they That's are. Right. You know, you can't, you can't love one part of them and go, well, you know, if you were just a little bit more quiet, we would, we would probably wouldn't have so much trouble at the restaurant. No, you're asking me to not be who I am. And you're kind of like, you know, not accepting me. You, you're telling me to wipe down a little bit. You know, you're telling me that, you know, why don't you try not to be so black? Like, why don't you try not to be so much yourself? Why don't you? And that way, all these people around you won't be looking at us and staring at us and I won't be uncomfortable. And that's the thing, because they always staring at us. It don't matter. They always staring at us. It's really about the counterpart, accepting like, I'm about to get stared at because I'm coming in here with my beautiful wife. They going to stare at me? Well, fuck y'all. We still going to be in here. And you going to treat me with respect. Right. And matter of fact, you're going to serve her first. And we, right. you know, baby, and what you want to eat? Baby. What you want to eat, baby? You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. I think that um, it's not. I. What's really interesting is that this is not hard. This is just no. loving someone with everything that comes with them. You know what I mean? And when you're loving a black woman uh, and you're a white man, you gotta know everything that we do all day long. You gotta be all about that too. You got to be all about that too. And if that is too much work for you, you really need to check yourself and find Absolutely. out just how racist you really willing to say you are or are not. <laughs> yeah, because ultimately, ultimately, you're putting your wife in a cage. Ultimately. Ultimately, you're saying to your wife, this is where you belong and this is how I will see you. Yep. I love you only if. Only if. And, and, then, and the fact that people want to like comment about the idea of how much trouble it brings. What what is that code word for? What exactly are you saying? Trouble it brings. It brings trouble. Oh, you're talking about my blackness and my black existence and everyone else's uncomfortability with their racism? And you want to kiss on me? You want to rub on my booty at night, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's behind closed doors. That's behind closed doors because when you go out in public, they can point out the KKK all around you know what I mean? We may not. We just look at them all as white. But they can point out the motherfuckers that's hating on them while they're looking at them. You get what I mean? And yeah. it's like causing trouble. You're like, oh, baby, are they going to lynch both of us after here? Like, right. They going to put some rat poison in our food, baby? What you see that I don't see? Well, that I don't see. And he going to be, he going to, we need to come on up out of here is what we're going to do. And you, and that's I, right. And, it's time and to go. It's time to go. We're not here for this. And I think that um, in this conversation of like being with a white partner, it's really important that when the conversation happens, I remember, girl, so I have had so much self-realization, y'all. I, I, you have no idea. I've been going through some real spiritual work. I've been putting in the work. And um, the, one of my, one of my uh, 
sometimes you don't want to look at the dark side of you, the decisions that you've done, the dark side of things that you've gone through, because you're like, damn, was I that stupid? Or damn, did I really not see that? Or damn, I was like, you know, but that's good because that's growth, you know? And um, so the truth is, is like in looking at myself, looking back, there was an incident early on in our relationship. There was tons of incidents that I just chose to like, like go back to my black girl from Eugene, the pain that's in that statement um, okay. and stay there, you know, uh, because that's what works here. Right. So, um, which I refuse to do now just so everyone what knows. What is crazy that it works here? Yeah. To stay in your pain works here, girl. Uh, I mean, for a black girl, you know, you are, if you're being a black girl in Eugene and you are, are compromising to what you, what it is to live here, you are in constant pain. So, um, and so I... But it's weird. You're in constant pain, but somehow you get to work your way up. You get the better jobs. You get the, you know, your yes. ass just becomes a little bit lighter, but yes. it's still a hurting. You still You're hurting. still painful. You get, yeah, you get the better jobs because they're not scared of you because you didn't compromise yourself so much that they don't even see you as black anymore. They're like, no, she's we a good don't one. see them as black either. She, she, right. <laughs> she's a good one. So, um, okay. So anyway, I digress. My thing is, is that I definitely have had uh, instances in my relationship with a white man who I truly love uh, for lots of reasons. But um, I, what, there was a point where I just was like, oh my God. Uh, we were at a store here that is notorious for racism and we were being followed. Girl, we wait, used, wait, what store? What store now? Girl, market of choice. Um, the All one, of them? The one on 20... Well, I don't know. The one on 29th is the one we would go to. And we would be like, "What? let's count how many people just like straight up follow us or stare at us. Like we would do that, right? <laughs> so, and we would always be like five, six, you know, eight. You know, it would always be like that every single time we went to the market of choice. But this one particular time, because that was when we were like collaborating. We're together and he's like, this is messed up. They're, they're staring at us too. So I'm not seeing that like he doesn't... I'm seeing that he gets it. Like I see that he understands. I'm trying to like, you know. So we're at the, we're at the, the, um, we're checking out, and I'm paying. We're checking out, and the store clerk woman doesn't even look at me. Doesn't even look at me. She is constantly looking and talking to my ex-husband. Just, and he's looking at me, and he's looking at her, and he's talking to her. <laughs> and he's talking to her and he's like what the hell is going on like he literally was like it felt like twilight zone for him now i'm over here gritting my teeth because i'm almost waiting for him to be to say something like excuse me like look at my wife look at my look at my girl like look what you're doing like you need to stop doing what you do i'm almost like i was waiting for him and when we were done he, when we walked out that door, he was like flabbergasted. Like he could not believe that that had just happened. And in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, like he doesn't even know. Like he has no idea. Yeah, and like I that was, was a small time. Girl, he I was in a moment though. I was in a moment like, what do I do with this? Like, I can't tell him and teach him and show him what to do. Like I was stuck. I was like, how does he not know? I was like, all these things like, how did I not know? How does he not know? Why did I not see this before? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it went on and on and on. The list was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the list was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm with a racist. Ah! Like, you know, I couldn't even like, 
then I had to like negotiate with myself of like, how did I find myself in this position? And, like, and all this like self doubt and all this like self, all this other stuff came out. But this is all in my head, right? Because at that right. point now I know I can't even talk to him about this because at this point I'm like not even working with someone who's on a one-on-one level. I'm working with someone who doesn't get it. Like they're in their privilege and they don't get it. So at that yep. point, uh, the truth of it is if there was some ever, <laughs> okay, Tamika's like, what the hell are you talking to my husband for, right? Um, so Pretty much, or like, hello, don't you see me here, lady? I got the money. I think I said something um, like just to make sure she wasn't like, you know how, like, is she really ignoring me? Like, does this bitch really ignore me? You know, and so I actually, like, I may have said something like, oh, blah, blah, about the groceries. And she, like, didn't respond. And then at that point, I was just looking at my husband. I was just looking at him like, <laughs> I wasn't even looking. It's your baby. It's your time. I, I wasn't even looking at her anymore. I was just, like, looking at him. You know, but yeah, yeah, for real. So um, a lot of this has been, it's been amazing reflection for me. And seeing you and your man, uh, Stormy, has been like eye-opening for me too. But just because it just, I like the black girl from Eugene is a true struggle. Like it's a true struggle. And I don't, I don't hide away from that struggle at all. And I always lean into the things that are very uncomfortable for me. And that relationship showed me so much about my willingness to survive here uh, and what I have been doing all, most of my life to survive in Eugene. So it was a real eye-opener for me and that it would never happen again. It will never happen again. And the truth of it is because right now I understand that um, I understand that it didn't have anything to do with him. It's like black women, they don't have anything to do with them. It's our, it's our willingness to be who we are and let go of the relationship when it doesn't, when it doesn't line up, you know? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't, aren't willing to let it go to be like, you know what? I'm, I got to break up. And they're like, what? why? What? What's going on? You ain't woke. You ain't woke. You ain't got it. You're kind of racist. <laughs> Yeah, not I mean, like, racist. unknowingly you, racist, they're just kind of like, you know, it's so funny because I don't even know what their definition of racist is, because if they don't think that they're racist or not, but we call them racist, you know, it's kind of like, if they don't see it as being racist, it's like, how could you not see it as being racist? You get what I mean? If you can love me so much, but then, and you can respect me when we're alone, but when we go out in public, you see people not respecting me. Don't you think that's because I'm black? If you think I'm great everywhere else, can't you come to that conclusion? <laughs> okay. You are racist, homie. Homie. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You're racist. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> and, but you know what? This is how this happens. It's because we give permission. We give permission for that learning curve. And we need to not do that when we're trying to date people that you need to That's come right. whole come whole and that means that like i said earlier if blackness for you and loving black people for you is an asterisk on what you do on the side you you ain't that's not how that that's not that doesn't work stop looking for black partners to validate your non-racist self you are racist if that is what you're doing that is a racist act like stop it don't look for black women to validate you or to pee on your hand or to show that, that you love black people. That's not how you do it. It just nope. isn't how you do it. As a matter of fact, you're damaging 
everything by doing that. So um, I, I also wanted to like, when you say, well, how don't they know? I mean, these are the same people who are, you know, I mean, these are people who are super talented uh, West African dancers or super talented Cora players who are white who you know spend a year in Africa and but when something goes down in Africa they're like you know that ain't my problem you know I I got the music and because I love to play music I don't actually have to know about the culture those are the same people they're racist too like the same thing it's a fetish it's a it's an idea it's a it's a like they get to like you said white folks don't have the boundaries so they can take what they want and not have any responsibility with what they do with it that's right so that's the problem when you're trying to love on somebody who's black. You're not loving on them. No, you're loving on the, the ideals of them. Yes, yes. And I think that uh, my friend here, Tamika, she um, uh, was talking about th- that's her fear of being their fetish. You know? Uh, of course. Yeah, so it's like. Uh, to date outside your culture is that like you have to there's like there's that that there is that need to understand it I mean I think it's for everything I mean even if I when I dated Latin men you know if they if they weren't poor black and loving black folks I can't deal with that either you know what I mean so it's like why would you deal if I wasn't pro if I wasn't like like loving Latin people and their and their struggles and the ugliest parts of their history and I wasn't down for it like why would they want to date me either you know what I mean like it should be something that you consider when you're trying to love somebody like how can you love somebody and not love all of somebody? You know what I mean? So, uh, so anyway, I'm gonna get off my damn preach my little. <laughs> so oh, I mean, you're hitting some great points. You are hitting some great points. I it's think. Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It just seems like overall, the people that I see that struggle when I walk through our great part of Eugene, and I see interracial relationships. It, it, it doesn't look strong. No, yeah, yeah. It definitely can. You can tell who is compromising and yeah. who is not compromising. You well, know, and also it also comes down to like people unite for different reasons. Somehow the the overall social economics it really connects people. Mm-hmm. You know, so so when you're looking at that, it's kind of like uh, that's when I see someone completely changing for what they believe is one culture within the other. You're changing it because you don't even have the value within your own self. Right, right, right. You get So, I mean, the part in the grocery store is like the cashier didn't have any boundaries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I go to the same grocery stores that I go to all the time. And I am talking to the people. I need them to remember my face. Because if they following me around, we gonna stop and I'm gonna ask them, why are you following me? You think I'm gonna yes. steal something? I don't need to steal something. I mean, if they want to, that's when they get the scene. I will cause a scene. Right. I will cause a scene up in here. You're gonna back up. Back up. But you gonna, you gonna <laughs> kick me out of the grocery store that I'm paying for these food? Like, how would your manager feel about this? Girl, he just he feels the same way. He'd be embarrassed because you called him out. But I want to go I'll back to something it. that you just said. Uh, I want to go back to something. When you walk around Eugene, you walk around Pacific Northwest, you walk, you see other interracial couples and you just see like something's missing, right? Um, and I think that's something to be said and talked about for the simple fact that 
<laughs> for the simple fact that uh, I hear a lot of people being like, you know, I don't disc- I don't discriminate when I when I date. I'll date. I like men, you know, or I like women. I just date whatever. That's cool. I don't have no problem with that. But I don't. I just have a. I just don't understand how. I just know for a fact. Let me stop. Let me stop going around the, the, the thing with it. I just know for a fact that all them people that you dating are not pro-black. Because I can't find. Look, how old am I? It, look, I'm looking at my watch. Like, how many people you know? Like for real, even allyship that you ain't. When even when they're an ally, you like side eye. What you just said don't line up. I'm sorry if you're meeting that many men or that many women who are pro-black. Please tell me where and how because I don't think it's true. I don't think that there's that many people who are just out here doing their thing who are that down enough to just be like, I just do whatever. I mean, I have several people here on the on the uh, on the computer talking about um, you know that they don't date outside their race because it's not it's too much it's too much energy to find out who's we know the default is racist. So stay safe, stay within your culture. That's how they feel. And then there's people like me and you and other people who will date outside their race. I, I was raised in really multicultural. I all over the country. Y'all know I lived in Central America. I got all types of stuff going on. But the one thing that I refuse to do is to be someone's exotic play toy at the at the expense of my emotions. You know, I just I just can't. I just can't do that. But I don't understand what these people, all these, these black women who are like, yeah, this and that. And I'm like, dang, you really meet that many people who are pro-black? I, I don't see that many people pro-black at, you know, at the barbecue at the NAACP. I don't see no black people. Where are the pro-black white folks? Like, I'm, like honestly, the, the men who are, the white men who are pro-black who are dating black women, I'm sorry. I think it's few. <laughs> I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a lot. I think there's a lot of black women dating white men. That don't mean they're pro-black. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I just can't. I just can't. So um, the, I, I wanted to say that because I think that what you're saying is true. That emptiness that you see or that like gap, that gap in, in um affection in, in that gap that you see it's kind of like a functioning situation but it's missing something right like you can see it yes it's missing something it's almost that the woman has already compromised themselves and they just happen to be with the white man now like after being Ooh. very like it's, this is a lonely place for the black woman especially if you're looking for real love it's it's like, I've been here for a long time. It took me a long time to figure it out, too. You know yeah. what I mean? And you, you get to a point where it's it's easier to be alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being okay with being alone. It's either being alone or accepting what I have and denying who I am to my core. And, and at that point, it's like, you're just regurgitating all the bullshit from before. So you're going to teach your children to compromise, you know, yep. and then you're going to teach their children to compromise. Yep. And it's okay if they family say sad comments because that's your family and all this stuff. It's like, no, no. I'm going to cut it. Right. I'm going to die alone and I'm going to enjoy my life right now. I'm not going to give you the power. No, that and that, that is the, the truth. Power. That is right there. What you just said, that's the truth. I'm going to cut it. 
cut it because it's not worth it's not worth the pain that it brings to you to compromise yourself that way. Someone nope. else had a, uh, another um, a comment and said uh, they've met pro-black people who are pro-black for them. You know, we talked about that earlier in the po- in the episode where, you know, the white folks who want to be your, your cheerleader, you know what I mean? And uh, But when it comes to, like, they're like black folks, you know, like, you're not one of them. We like you, girl. You're cool. They want to be all cool and cool and cheeky cheeky and pro-black and give you pro-black. And then when it comes to the masses, they like, maybe he shouldn't have been jogging in pants. Maybe he should have, maybe she shouldn't have been sleeping in her bed when she got shot. Maybe there was something else to it. That That's yeah, not pro-black. Because they're, they're, they're not pro-black. That's you know not what I mean? They're, they're pro-black when they need to be. If you're giving them something, this is what I've learned with my white friends. Not all of them. But, yeah, okay, that I've learned with that, if you are giving them something, if I, I, I grow by equal energy exchange. I live by equal energy exchange. Mm. If you're, if, you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. need some eggs and I need to use your, mo- your lawnmower, we're going to equal energy exchange. Whatever I feel is equal to your exchange, I'm going to give that back. Mm-hmm. They don't believe in that. So they come in, and if you're going to be the black woman that's going to, like, answer all their questions and explain to them, like, black culture and be really understanding to them and, you know what I mean, and let things fly, then, of course, you're the best in the world because they don't feel threatened. But as soon as you go in, not saying hi, sticking to your guns, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, oh, my God, she's problematic. She can't show up to this and this and this and this. But if she's paying, she can if she's going to come this way, she's can. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's always conditional. Our relationship with them is conditional. Con- yes. Yes. I'm over that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, no. at this point, like, once we got married, I, I, I had to, you know, there was people that I met in my past that I wasn't, like, good buddy buddies with, but we were on the same level, regardless of race. Like, they saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was easy for me to talk about it. And they weren't like, oh, my God, why are you saying that? Because every time, this is how I feel. When I'm discussing the issue of the world against me as a black person, and me. Right, right. No, <laughs> sorry, y'all. I dropped the phone. <laughs> no, you're right. The, the thing is, is that they don't, they, they're still, they're still taking they're still taking. So they're not even thinking about those boundaries. There's no boundary. There's no consideration. They just want what they see and usually they can have that. Whatever that means for you is up, is not their problem. You know what I mean? Con- straight up conditional. So this is, this is uh, another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, those things that you, and this is for every relationship, but I think that people with white partners who are black women, um, we... They, when we end up breaking up, either they break up with us, we break up with them. There's, I'm sure, and I don't need to talk about like everybody's situation because we all have, you know, we all got our shit. But the rearticulation of I'm uncomfortable with how you communicate with me. I'm uncomfortable with how you, um, you know, disrespect my space. I'm uncomfortable how you, whatever it is, to me, the things that you do not that you do not address, and this is all things, but when it comes down to race, that's gonna be what why you break up. That's gonna be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna and it's gonna be you know uh, the fact that they could not see you. They could not see. One of the things with black folks, you know, 
we argue, not even arguing, we just loud. We just passionate. And then these white, yeah, white folks want to be now. like, that's they now. They want, well, they want to be scared. You know, they want to be scared. If they want to, they, they use the word passionate to denote the idea that they are not, that they are seeing that we are, um, to seeing that we are, what's the what, another word I'm looking for for this? Like, right? Like, it's like they don't want to, they don't, I, okay, they don't want to argue. They don't want to, they don't want to say that they felt like we were aggressive. You know what I mean? They're like, you got loud and I know you weren't like mad at me, but it was like loud and I was a little uncomfortable. Why? What do you think was going to happen? Like, what? Are you scared all of a sudden? Like, uh, why are you scared? What made, what about me made you think that I was coming after you in any kind of way? I'm not even talking about you. I'm on the phone over here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? What about it? Those little things, you know, come in uh, that, like, a friend of mine just here, she said non-confrontational. That's not really our thing. You know, it, on a, on no, a, on we a, have been we have been subjected to so much cruelty, so much cruelty that I refuse to, to, to be subjected to their will and, and all of their descriptions towards me. It's like do your history. And if you really want to be an ally, then don't put me under the same restraints that your forefathers has put me. Ooh, start me coming with it today. Hello. <laughs> right? We are, I'm just speaking, girl. Like she said, I'm not she said, I'm not fucking passionate every time I speak. I'm just speaking. Passionate is a new word for aggressive and angry. Yes, that's what I was yes, trying it to is. say. It's a cold word. It's a cold word. <laughs> that's their cold word. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Those those would be the reasons why they want to act uncomfortable. They want to be the reasons why they, the relationship won't work, you know? Um and it's a stereotypic too. That shit is stereotypic too. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, for me, I'm fragile. You can't. Don't talk to me like that. Oh my gosh, she's really aggressive. Oh my god. Oh, poor me. You know what? That whole poor me crap that don't really work. But it works for them. If yes. they're so for me, then somebody's gonna come on their white horse and save them because they play the poor me role. And that shit that's been happening before. You know, and this is a person who loves you, right? This is a person who loves you. No, but this is the person who loves you. That they love you though. No, man, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> if this is a, if this is a scenario is that in which you are love in, is kind. this is love is peaceful. This love is, not is love. love is aggressive. Love is angry. Love is shoot. We you know, there's all kinds of things. Black women are are able and capable. And, and deserving of all the love that a true man or woman, whoever they prefer, will give them in a whole sense. Not a piece of it, not a piece of it, not any of that, just a whole love. That's right, a whole love. Because once you get out of your parents' house, there's no need for corrections. You gotta do self-correction. So if I'm gonna be with a partner that's sitting there correcting me and feel odd, and so I gotta correct him, you gotta go. Yeah. I'm too grown to be corrected. I am okay with who I am right now, and if you can't accept it, you gotta go. That's period. I'm, and that's that's the bottom line. Are you okay with who you are? Yep. Are they okay with who they are? Amen. If that's the truth, then you hold. And now yep. you can. Now y'all can get on with the get on. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Get on with the get on. Get on with the get on. Because other than that, you're dealing with some straight bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're faking the fuck. You're, you're faking, faking the fuck. it. You're because faking you it. Tell me, you can't tell me you got a mixed relationship. And the man don't know how to act and to save and protect his black woman in public. You ain't getting none of this punani and home if you can't protect me from the world. Right. right, right, you know, and see that I need protecting from the world. I mean, come on, step to it. Come, let's That's do right. this. And this is not you, something that I'm telling you. This is not something I'm telling you. This is something you came with. I gotta right. keep and saying if, that. And if they got an issue of being passionate and aggressive and checking people, well, baby, this is your time to check it in your white man voice. <laughs> Bring that white man voice and check it. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, it's true, girl. You yeah, got it. Yeah, just gonna be looking like fools because you should have said something and you gave me the response. So now I gotta put on the strong garments now and not only protect me but protect your ass too. And that don't fly. That don't fly. That don't fly. That we not here for that. Uh uh-uh, uh, we ain't here for that at all. No, no, and that's it's about the, evolution. And that's and that's that same role that we were talking about before when they act like black women don't need to be protected. They act like, you know, we got the same strength as black as, uh, uh, we don't need to protect them. We don't need to have uh, that loving surrounding around us. We don't need to be supported. If that's the role you're taking, you got to step. You got to step. Yeah, because this is, this is, the, this is the number, this is the, the, the black being, this is the mother of all creation. Right. You're telling me she don't need to be protected, protected? emotionally, spiritually, physically. Are you kidding Are me? you in this world right now? When you got this dude that we talking about on your arm, or he got, you know, or he got you on his, however you want to look at it. But if it ain't like this, baby, it ain't what you think it is. That's all. And it's okay to walk away. It's okay to walk away. You are doing more harm to your well-being. Yes. Compromising. And the kids that may come out of this. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and really, if he's not supporting you, that means that he didn't take the white man class. And he should take the class on how to be a better white man in the world. Because in our racist world, they are the ones on top. So if you can't use your race to defend me, then you you need to go back to school, son. Yeah, he said you need to go back to school. And call me later, because I ain't here for it. Like, That's right. Or don't call me, actually. <laughs> No, don't call lose me. my number. <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I want to say it, and I say it with all the love that we have for each other. We're looking out for each other, black women. Uh, like I said, you know, um, hey, I don't see anything wrong with dating out of your race if it's right. And it takes a lot of work for it to be right, y'all. It just does. And if you're okay, you know, with... I don't even want to say it because I, I can't get with it. <laughs> no, now you got to say it. Now, now you got me on my seat now. <laughs> no, I would just say if you're okay with compromising yourself, if you're okay with not being your whole self, if you've never been your whole self and it's something that, that you struggle with and maybe you don't identify that way, we're not really talking to you. 
That's what nope. I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> we're not really That's talking about black women. We're talking, yeah, I mean, we're talking to women who know and, and are strong and feel uh, who we are as a whole. Like, we are whole. We are feeling ourselves from the very core, and we're respecting ourselves from the very core, and we are genuinely defending our boundaries in a way that that deserves all of the love and all of the admiration that any relationship should bring. That's yeah, all I'm that's saying. And if you that's don't right. have it, right? If you don't have it, please be strong enough to step up out of it. And then, if you're questioning it, and yes. you're questioning it, and you don't know what side he on, go meet his family. True. And see what and see where they at. And if they family and if they family job turkeying and they, they talking half out their mouth and stuff, then you come home and you discuss it with them. And if he is supporting you versus the family and explaining their racism, if he can't do that, you got to go. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that to me is a very sticky point because I don't. I would I want I don't want to be a part of a family that I got to explain myself to. Like I, if he can't say, y'all, this is who I love and I'm going to need everyone to, to line up. I don't know if I can do it. And maybe that's because I like being by myself. I've been single a long time. I, I kind of enjoy it. I'm not, you know, the boundaries are pretty well set at this point. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not going for everybody. And I know that it's a process. Um, and I think that's one thing that when someone is willing to start the process is a good thing. It's like a, Absolutely. it's a good thing. But the red, the, like someone said, the red flag is when, I think when you don't know, that's already, to me, I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's, that's already kind of a red flag. Like I can't really tell where you stand. Cause to me, pro black white man in, in Pacific Northwest stands out like a sore damn thumb. <laughs> Do, be in his own self, not having to do nothing extra. But when they put on black and they comfortable, girl, please, where is that in Pacific Northwest? I need to know you. Okay. So if they are, if they came pro black and they up here, I know they're not from here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, where are you from? Where you come from? <laughs> they be like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Texas. <laughs> I'm from Florida. You know, I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't think you were from here because you know yep. you comfortable. <laughs> and, they, and, and they get here like, where are all the other people at? How come it's so white here? They do. The white folks come here from other places that are normal, and they come here and they be like, it's so white, I'm uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. Yes, they do. Uh, but anyway, I think that's our conversation. Did you have more you wanted to add? I did not. Um, I, I absolutely am in love and head over here is in love with my husband. He is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and he is white. Yes. Yes. I and am he going is okay to... with being white and understands what that means, what the world puts upon him as being white. And we discuss it. The more that you can discuss and talk about where you're at and your feelings, even before you get to the point of marriage, even before you get to the point of sleeping with them, if you can figure out where their head is, that's all you need to know. And that goes for man relationships, female relationships, even just you and your girlfriend, any relationship of the opposite cultural experience. You got to check that. You got to check they post. Right. Right. They post. If you got a girlfriend that's more into your hair than what you're saying, she got to go. Check. She got to go. If you want to talk about 
the Kardashians and, and Housewives from Atlanta, she gotta go. <laughs> Girl, look, I'm not playing because I am not that. Right. I am just good old stormy, unapologetically black. You know, I don't have to fit in a mold. I am I am a humdingeristic, just all by myself. True, true story. And, and, and that is also part of it. It's like as a black woman, you don't have to fit the mold. You are the mold. You are so the like, Girl, say it again. You don't got to fit it. You are you it. You are the mold. <laughs> so whatever you make of it is what it is. And you got to stand Boom. in that. Girl, that, ooh, that just gave me like that. I'm like, oh, I just love being black right now. Oh, yeah. I know that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just gave me the chills. I'm like, ooh, ain't that the truth? Oh, my God. I'm blessed. I'm living in abundance. Yes. Also, going from, you know, a lot of times it comes to the point where you're like, well, how can you be so pro-black, but you're married to a white man, and I don't really, I can't really take you seriously because you're married to a white man, and it's like, I am black, and that's first love from the jump. I create black children. That is my second love from the jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is no doubt about it that I'm going to be fighting for what's mine from birth. Mm, right. And that's what's happening right now. It's like, I, I can't I can't not talk about the conversation if I know I am bringing black, amazing beings in the world. That's the time to talk about it. If your daddy didn't talk about being white now, it's like, you better talk about it now, daddy. Right. Well, the truth of it is, is that like what you just said, the the fact that that's that is very key. The fact that we look at black, white uh, black women with white men and we be like, "How are you talking so pro black and you got a white husband?" That is the problem right there. Is because you need to realize if you with that white husband, that white husband needs to be as pro black as that black woman talking at the top of her lungs. And the truth of it is, is that we don't we can't even imagine that that white man. Is that pro-black that he's standing there going, yes, ma'am, you sit down and talk. You hear my woman is speaking. You have a seat. Listen to what she's saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, but because, and that's what I mean by your relationship to me. It makes me, like, I'm in awe of it because I have never seen a white man with a black woman who is so fucking pro-black and a white dude. Girl, he is white. Okay? (laughs) And he acts like he's white. But he is pro-black and he loves his woman. And his woman ain't never shied down from calling anybody out loud. (laughs) Excuse me, are you following me? No matter where she is. And this white man is for it. He ain't following her around with nothing to say. You know, he is there for it. And I'm trying to say that I think that's not very common. So when we see all these relationships, that is the first thing we say, like, how are you so pro-black when you got a white husband? Because the white husband is on point. You see what I'm saying? Because he is under, the relationship is then balanced. Like, it's actually healthy. And I don't think it's common. You know? That's, I mean, that's what, and I don't think it's common. You know? But yeah, that's what I think. And I think it's not, I don't think it's unfair for us to ask that question. We'd be like, you know, what's going on over here? Miss Pro-Black and her husband over here shy and scared and don't know what to do. They ain't got to ask it. I can see it in their face. You ain't got to ask it. Right. Right. You, right. you can see it. And, the, and I'm telling you, he ain't scared and he ain't trapped. He's not nope. He's not worried. He's standing right next to her. I'm telling y'all, it is, um, it is beautiful to see. And I think it is very rare. 
I, I don't let think me, very okay, many black women got that story. husband. This is hilarious. That okay. white husband. Mm-hmm. So we traveled into, uh, where we go? We went to the Bahamas. We traveled to the Bahamas. And we get back on the plane, and we get our luggage. You know, it was a little late. But when we got our luggage, our whole entire luggage was cracked. The whole container was cracked. It was like cracked. You know, the wheels were missing. And I'm yes. thinking, like, where is our luggage? Like, what happened to our stuff? Like, damage control. So I went to the space. I went to the office, and I went to go talk to the lady, and they told me that we have another luggage there, but you have to take all of your luggage out of your original broken bag to put it in this bag right there in the airport. And I looked at her like she was crazy, and I was like, no, that's not what happens. She got a little hostile, and then she went to go get a little Russian lady, and they speaking to me. Now, now, granted, the, the first lady was like a, a, a white Mexican, you know, and right. the next lady was like a, a Ukrainian or something. You know, she started going out. I go out. It. I walked outside. I said, Emerson, you need to get your people. Get you your people. Get your people. <laughs> here and start talking some white. I to go crazy. Your people acting up, baby. You need to go check your people. He looked at me and was like, oh, man, what y'all did? <laughs> He's coming in like, oh, man, what you do to her now? What you do to her now? And he's sitting there, and I'm like all in the back from the gases. And they're just like, oh, is that that's your wife? Mm. Oh, sorry, sir. See? See? No. Well, actually... We have this, like we explained it to your wife real slow now. <laughs> you have to put the luggage in here and then the luggage in there. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, sir. You know, you can fill this form. So he filled the form out, you know, I mean, and then we walked out. Right. And, and he was just like, man, babe, did you have to yell at me to get your people? <laughs> yes. You, ho- you actually hollered that? You hollered, get your people? I was in the airport. Girl, yeah, I know you did. I know people. you did. <laughs> you need to talk to your people. They, uh-huh. Yeah, girl, my west side came out. My west side came out. Chicago <laughs> west side. <laughs> he, said, he, said, baby, he said, baby, why do you have to yell? Like, get your people. You know? Why did you embarrass me? No, that. Well, we, he didn't say embarrassment because he know I'm, like, freaking out. Cause, like, and and yeah. he knows that, like, yeah, I can go from 1 to 10. But it usually comes down to the basic respect. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. going to go one to ten if it's something that's like it don't really matter. So if I'm sitting there yelling in public because I do know how to act in public, you know what I mean? If I'm yelling in public, my husband, being my husband, is like, oh, shit, something wrong. Y'all right. done doing something wrong because, you know, she ain't that malicious. Like, right. she's a good person. So what the hell y'all do to her? He was thinking about the checklist. Yeah, the checklist. Exactly. Exactly. So at that point, he didn't have to go talk to his people. Right. And he to be familiar with that check to know that checklist is, is important to have. I just love okay. it. I think I think he is right on point. I just love y'all relationship. I just think it's a beautiful thing. It's like I said, I see a lot of uh, interracial relationships that just are not what you guys got. And I just for me, you know, it's personal and subjective. That if, if I were to be with another white man ever, which is, you know, questionable, it would have to be like it would it would have to be someone who is whole and like I said, pro. You know, pro everything that that pro black, you know, pro culture, pro brown people, pro people of color, pro brown. Like I want pro liberation. Pro liberation, you know? Um, so that person will have to be because anything less than that, y'all, you compromising. And don't do it. Because the black women, we worth more than that. All right. you know, compromising is that internal thing. You die faster when you compromise it. Girl, look, I, I've been battling, 
battling the the black girl from Eugene aspect of my life, battling. And it just, it's too compromised. If you're going to be, it's too compromised, you know? Um, and it's not necessary. It's just something that we are conditioned to do. And, you know, and black women, black folks living in the United States, we know where we have to put that suit on, the monkey suit, and where we have to take it off. And, and um, I'm telling you, in our soul search, in our intimate relationships, that ain't where it goes. That's not where it goes. Um, and and I think it's, it's I think it's responsible for us to be at least we need to ex- to expect that if a black a white man wants to date us be with us they need to have they need to step correct and that's how you do it. And it's okay to be open. Be like, okay, boo, are you racist? How many black people you dating? Am I the first? Well, do you know about this? Whatever you feel that your blackness is, you ask him right then and there. Once come to work to walk away, another thing, he becomes your friend and not your man. So it's like, as long as they know where you're sitting, because the thing is, I don't think we tell them where we're at with our blackness when they approach us. And they usually approach the ones that aren't as stereotypic black because they're like, oh, well, she'll talk to me. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> the white world thinks that black people really if you're really black, then you're not gonna fuck with us. That's kind of how they. That's feel how the white folks feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they feel. So it's kind of like, no, I'm not. That's that's not really how it goes. But you're not gonna hold me down to to. Um, you're not gonna discipline me for speaking up for myself. And I think in our Pacific Northwest, in Eugene, right now, if if we weren't threatened as a whole to be disciplined when we speak up, yeah, we would all be speaking up. There yeah. would be less issues here if we if, if if it wouldn't be that we might lose our job or it wouldn't be that we can't go to that dance studio anymore or my babysitter won't come over or I'm not going to get the eggs from this person because right. I spoke up. Right. Like if we didn't have to defend that and we weren't, they didn't, you know, beat us up for it, then yes, I'm sure that the black love will be shining. Yeah. But they hold that over our head. Right. They do. They do. And it's, yeah, and it's like, like, they're like, I'm too black to be at the Oregon Country Fair. Right, right. And, you know, it's exactly. Well, there's only a level that they can deal with. And, and there's like only you said, a level. Right. That's right. And, and it's so, not. It's like you go on this invisible checklist that don't nobody fuck with you. Right. Exactly. And then that's where you are. Well, then don't yep. nobody fuck with you. <laughs> And I, and I guess which that's I, where I'm at right now. Which I'm okay with. Look, we found each other's story. I know I that's right, because I'm like, who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> right? Like, who gonna fire me? Who gonna, I know. Girl, we, we crossed paths right at the, right because we did before. It wasn't the right time. Now it wasn't. You, that was years ago, and it, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time. It is now, though. We here. We did that. Um, okay, the, before we end this, I want to read what I put down for our, our little, um, for our advertising for today's show. Um, okay, so I'm going to read this real quick. It's super short. When we identify where our privilege intersects with somebody else's oppression, we'll find our opportunities to make real change. All right? Straight up. Yes. Time to make that change. Yes. We we can do it. Thank you so much. I'm going to end this real quick. Hold on, Stormy. Don't you get off. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Ooh, ooh.